Hi, I'm Diane Hullett, and welcome to the Best Life, Best Death podcast. I'm joined today by Johanna Lund. Oh, I said that totally wrong. First, is it Johanna or Johanna? No, Johanna is correct, but it's Lund. Lund. There's no D. Okay. Uh, however, we have ancestors with the D and without the D. And, we, you know, in terms of family lineage, we get all hung up about that. <laughs> but we won't go into that here. Okay. No. Starting over. <laughs> Hi, I'm Diane Hullett, and welcome to the Best Life, Best Death podcast. I'm here today with special guest, Johanna Lund, who has done some remarkable things in the positive death movement, and I just am so excited to have her here and talk to her. I was introduced to Johanna because I got wind that there was this really interesting documentary movie called In the Realm of Death and Dreaming. But to find In the Realm of Death and Dreaming, you go to a bigger project called when you die, the when you die project. And um, so welcome. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Well, I, I think your project is, is such a piece of this um, sort of current movement towards a positive approach to death in, in our Western world. Um, tell us about the when you die. The when you die project really grew out of this idea of that I wanted to make a movie. And you know, I've had a lot of um, personal experiences with loss starting at a young age and the idea of making a documentary. I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. I've been in the media business for many, many, many years, worked on both sides of the table in television and also as an independent producer. So this, this idea of doing a film has been with me really for much of my, my life. Um, and I started really researching in earnest. I decided at this point in my career, I'm just going to go ahead and do this project. It's been about six years since I first started researching it. And I had an enormous amount of information that came out of my researching. And so it was a natural outcome to start loading things onto a website. So that's how the When You Die project was born. And then once we started loading it and I found that there were other researchers and things finding our website, um, I realized, okay, we need a vision and we need to have you know, value statements about what our site is about. And, and it became um, a, a more established thing. I wanted it to be the Huff, Huffington Post of death and dying. Uh, so you know, the best of the English speaking world so it is a broad resource of material. You know, what I love about it is you've got, you know, you've got podcasts on there and all, on all kinds of topics. You've got stories, um, resources for people. So it's kind of this way that people can plug in however they want to plug in, um, including I was reading, you know, a story about pet loss and just, um, you know, we, we all have our different ways of coming into this work of loss, grief, de grief, death. And I think you've, you've created a website that makes just such an easy access for people. Yeah, I really hoped that people would come to the site, they might have been researching some something, and come into the site, and then suddenly developed questions that they didn't even know they had. And to me, that would be a huge success if you came to our site and discovered, wow, what about this? Or what about that? And we don't have all the answers, but we have resources to lead people in the direction where they could go deeper on any number of subjects. 
It's so neat because as you know, from, um, you know, looking at my website a bit, I'm all about creating conversation. I mean, I just want individuals to talk to each other, to their friends, to their family and, and groups. And how do we raise awareness of, um, you know, this ancient, ancient thing that happens to us humans that we die. Mm -hmm. I I listened to one of the um, podcast interviews uh, with the woman who runs the doula program at the University of Vermont. And somebody in that asked about, you know, they kind of made the comment, like, this is an ancient piece of humanity. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I, I really think, you know, we, we ignore death, we push it away. We had a whole revolution in birth and having natural births and let, having women take back their bodies. And in a sense, we're in a similar movement right now, trying to take back our death. And it's not a medical event. It is a natural event. You know, these two great passages of a human life, birth and death, um, we need to really understand, well, where did we come from? Where are we going? What is it to be human? And in that sense, it is the most ancient and fundamental aspect of our humanity is is roused by these two portals. And so I I think I'll use my example of my dog, my beloved chocolate lab, Gracie. Uh, We love going out into the woods. Um, We live by the ocean. So lots of trees, moss, rocks, sea, salt, air, all kinds of things. It, it doesn't take long to realize that she sees things that I don't see. She smells things that I can't smell. And she hears things that I can't hear. And it makes me feel that, well, there's a whole very real world that is beyond the immediate sense perceptions of my body. So that opens up a whole magical world in a way to me, that we live and walk in, um, in some kind of uh, extraordinary place. You know, this earth is filled with, with amazing things. And we're just one living aspect or organism really on a larger organism. So to me, these are, these are spiritual questions. They're not necessarily religious, but they are spiritual questions. And I think that we're essentially kind of spiritual when we allow ourselves to settle and open and sense, you know, that, that there's so much more going on. Yes. And, and, and the, um, boy, that, that just brings up so many questions. Partly I dive into a, a detail in the movie in which you talk about how, well, talk a little about in the realm of death and dreaming, and then I'll, then I'll go into this little question. Well, In the Realm of Death and Dreaming is the first of a limited short series, series of three or four documentaries um, about end of life. And the one thing they all share in common is that they are the least spoken of aspects of end of life. So In the Realm of Death and Dreaming starts with that great big question, well, what happens when we die? Does consciousness continue? And that's the exploration. I love it. And that exploration in the film really goes into kind of this intersection of faith and science. And the part I was thinking about, about um, Gracie and her perception of things is that one of the scientists in the movies, movie makes the comment that we don't have 
are uh, we're we're trying to perceive things with very limited tools, and that he believes that that we'll begin to know more as the scientific tools catch up to what's available to perceive. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, that would be uh, Dean Radin at the Noetic Institute, and he has spent his his career studying this very question about what is consciousness. Is it generated by the brain or is the brain a receptor for something outside of our body? And yeah, he, he believes that, and I think it's true. I think a lot of researchers I spoke to, we have very crude instruments for measuring that. So uh, we, we cannot, science has not definitively answered this question. It is not a hundred percent certain that we generate our consciousness and it's not a hundred percent certain that we don't. So it truly is this great mystery. And I think we have a long way to go in, in the clinical sense of the study to refine the kinds of measuring instruments that we have um, before maybe that question will be answered. We, if you don't mind, back up for us and tell us how, what were some of your first films and how did those films lead you to the When You Die project and these, this series of films? Mm. Um, well, certainly, you know, I worked for years in broadcasting. I did all kinds of films, um, you know, from child soldiers in Sierra Leone to um, looking at um, uh, tabloid, uh, what do they call Harlequin novels and the great hero image, you know, the masculine ideal. Um, so I've done all kinds of different, different films. But as an independent filmmaker, I've been very interested in things like forgiveness. I would say forgiveness had a lot to do with, with moving into the When You Die project. And that was my directing debut, um, wow, over 10 years ago now. And so that film looked at uh, people who had uh, lost loved ones to murder. And so the, it's really a tough, tough you know, um, realm when you, you lose your child, your spouse, your sibling, your best friend, you know, to murder, it seems, uh, you know, so it's really hard. So how do you move on? You know, how do you move on? And forgiveness isn't necessarily a requisite of moving on, but what is that mechanism that allows us to move forward in the face of the most horrendous thing that could happen? So that was a really rich cauldron in a way of, of, of all of these things of grief and loss and anger and you know, where really where, where forgiveness meets re wanting revenge you know, and those two things rubbing up against each other. And I, I really do think that um, forgiveness is a skill that we learn and it's essential at, at end of life, both for the person who's dying as well as for the loved ones, because regret can be a very big thing in, in this life. And so learning to be able to forgive yourself um, is, is really a liberation of, of the heart. Huge, huge. And, and so that film is called, the title is Forgiveness. And I believe- Stories it's, for our time, because there's a lot of forgivenesses. Okay, forgiveness, stories for our time. And it's quite widely available. It is. It just came off Netflix. It was had a huge run on Netflix, but they had to retire it at some point. Um, but it is if you if you Google it online, here's Beautiful. a couple of free portals that we have where people can see it. 
Beautiful. So then when you, when you finished that and it did the film circuit, then were you kind of thinking, Hmm, what now? Well, I did a number of other projects, you know, that, that were partly, you know, to pay bills and things like that. Um, I did some piece for um, museums around Asian art style called Tonka painting and followed a, a, a painter who is actually in Colorado, Cynthia Moku, very talented, beautiful um, work that she does. And so sort of unpeeling that so people could understand, you know, how, what that religious art form is. Um, I also did a number of uh, projects filming um, big conferences in, in Europe around the future of money, uh, the future of education, the future of finance. Those were really fascinating projects. We did a, a, a project with the UN in Vienna. Um, so a lot of those, you know, they weren't necessarily the heart projects, but they're also things that I'm very, very, very keen on. So those were, um, I don't think they really led me to the When You Die project. I think it was more once all of the, those, that slate of things was complete. And then it was like, well, what am I going to do now? Well, I'm going to do what I really want to do right now. So forgiveness was a project I really wanted. And then this, you know, um, I really wanted this. I mean, I didn't not want those other things. Just right, right. Clear. They're it, all my this, babies and I, I love them. Right. But, but this was like the big connection, the big, the big piece. Yeah. Well, I love this. Thank you for bringing this When You Die project kind of alive for us and talking about it. I, I think that a lot of people listening to the podcast will be interested in checking that out. I was struck um, in one of the stories I read that everyone on the When You Die team has a memento mori coin. Yes. Can you describe that to us? Sure. Boy, I usually have mine right here. Let's see. Oh, it's in, I'm not, I'm not in my office today. I'm, I'm at home. Uh, well, on a memento mori coin, it's a, a medieval Christian meditation. And on one side of the coin, it says memento, memento mori, memento mori, which is remember that you must die. And the flip side is memento viviri, which means remember you must live. And life, you know, birth, death, they are the same coin. You cannot take one away from the other. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's the life that we lead as humans on this planet is a life of duality. So these two sides, birth and death are inescapable. And by meditating in that way, um, you know, can, just not a big deal. You kind of pick it up and you think about it. You realize how fortunate it is to be alive because this moment will never happen again. So that's, that's, that's our coin. <laughs> I love it. It's your coin and it's kind of your motto. And it's this very it concrete object that, um, you know, your whole staff at the, when you die project can, um, handle each day. That's right. That's right. I love it. I've been talking with Johanna Lund, the founder of one of the founders of the When You Die Project and also director and producer of a, a movie called In the Realm of Death and Dreaming, which is a series of movies. I look forward to talking again, Johanna. This has been great. Loved every minute of it. Thank you. You can find out more about me at bestlifebestdeath.com and you can find out about Johanna's, Johanna's project at whenyoudie.org. Thanks so much.
Thank mm-hmm. you.